so um, so we're live tonight on the podcast. I've got uh, it for people that don't know me, like that listen to the podcast. I'm actually from Holly Pond, Alabama, which is a little small town in Coleman County, and I'm um, actually got Randy Burks and Ron Stone, which is the voice of the Holly Pond Broncos. So it's nice to have y'all on tonight. Hey, we're glad to be here. You need to tell them where Holly Pond's at. It's uh, two cornfields and five cotton patches north of Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. You go through what? Two two red lights and you're there? Yeah. <laughs> if you blink on the second one, you may go through Holly Pond. There you go. When I yep. was... When I went in service and I got letters from Holly Pond, Alabama, they was uh, asking me, said, where is Holly Pond? I said, well, you start out in Birmingham, man. That's where you go. I said, then you go north, 50 miles on that road where you got uh, cars traveling on one side of the grass and on the other side of the grass. Then you get to a little town called Coleman and you turn right and you go out uh, 18 miles and then you come to Baileyton and then you turn right down a uh, gravel road and uh, you go down that gravel road and you see a big oak tree and you see a drive right oh uh road going down there you turn left on that driveway and you go a mile and then you get down to a branch and you climb up a tree and you look southeast and <laughs> the second ridge over is where i live <laughs> so, so i didn't know where, where i was at <laughs> well, Randy, I'll tell you, I, Randy's the voice of the thing. I just, I'm just around to tell jokes, but uh, I can tell you a bunch about uh, Randy, uh, Jacob. One time, me and him stopped at a, a restaurant, to eat, <laughs> and we went in there, and the menu said beef tongue for uh, it was the main menu. It was on sale that day with uh, gravy and biscuits and all, and Randy looked at that waitress and said, ma'am, I ain't eating nothing that comes out of a cow's mouth. And she said, well, what will you have? He said, uh, three eggs. And she said, I guess you don't know which end of the chicken the eggs come from, do you? <laughs> uh, but me and Randy have a lot of fun. We, we've been broadcasting. We start out at 30th year together. And uh, so... We've been doing it a long time, and uh, Randy uh, keeps it together. He's the uh, IT man. He does all the technical stuff. He does the correct talking. And then uh, I try to tell a joke every once in a while, you know. Uh, I tell my favorite Auburn joke, but Randy don't like it at all. No, he Lord, no, you can't click on Auburn. Well, I, I don't pick on them. It's just a good joke. <laughs> Randy <laughs> unplug us. Randy controls everything at his house. And uh, we got it. But, you know, when Randy was a kid, Jacob, he used to raise rabbits. Did I ever tell you about it? No, he, I got to hear it. <laughs> well, Randy raised rabbits, and he would train them. He had a stick that you could that he'd punch them in the side, and they'd flip over, and they'd, they'd do flips, and jump up three foot and all that. Well, he had two that wouldn't do what what he told them. So he got mad at them and he locked them in the barn. And you know how fast rabbits breed. And uh, anyway, a few days later when he went out there to get them, he opened the door and my gosh, rabbits are running everywhere. And he said, oh no, says I got more rabbits than I can shake a stick at. 
know one time he had two rabbits and they was out there training them and uh, two hound dogs got after them and they chased them up under a hay b- uh, stack, you know, out there. Well, when they got up under there, they uh, got up under there and one of them was shaking and Randy went out there and he was trying to get the dogs off of them and uh, one of the rabbits t- uh, said to the other and says, hey, he said, should we stay here till we outnumber them? Or should we make a run for it? He said, stupid, we're going out to make a run for it. We're brothers. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to let Randy take the story. But uh, tell you, I will tell you a little about ourselves. I graduated in 65, and Randy graduated a few years later. I don't know how many. He won't tell me his age. You know, but uh, you can definitely tell. Hey, he's young enough; he could be mine. <laughs> but I know he's that he's that young, and uh, it is a long time before he graduated. But uh, anyway, we've been doing Bronco football for years and years, and we travel around, and we we've had some cards working with us. You know, we uh, do the Thanksgiving tournament, and we do all kind. And, uh, probably the best fun I ever had broadcasting the game was. Uh, Randy and Kevin Tankersley was oh, yeah. Uh, the third. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin and Randy coached the third grade girls when they went together. I, I don't know if Randy's daughter Ellie might have been in the second grade. Yeah, game. they were all in the second. Anyway, the Holly Pond had two teams. Well, they wound up in the playoffs. So we got Riley uh, Yeager to come in and uh, broadcast women while Randy coached. And uh, so while Riley was there, Riley was single, and half of them mamas knew Riley when he was in school, and they was over there talking to him. I said, you may get a date before it's over with, buddy. And he, he tried. I don't know if he got one or not. He wouldn't tell us. But anyway, uh, so uh, Randy played in uh, that, that group of girls in the third grade are going to in the 12th grade this year. And uh, we, we are loaded with uh, girls, if you know anything about uh, the girls. They're good at volleyball, basketball, volleyball, basketball, softball. They're all stars in them. Well, you know, uh, Kevin's daughter, Cameron, uh, and uh, oh, uh, Matt, uh, Lee Black's daughter, Macy, and Randy's daughter, Ellie, and uh, Robert uh, and uh, what's his wife's name? Michelle, Randy? Hoffman. Hoffman, yeah, but uh, anyway, whatever his wife's name is. And uh, oh, uh, Emma Earl, she, uh, you've seen her on the Bronco monthly this month where she's been offered a scholarship. Uh, and there's another senior, Randy, is, and am I missing one? Uh, well, there's. Let's see, there's, uh, yeah, the, yeah, Macy uh, and Laura uh, and Ellie and, uh, Gracie, Gracie Armstrong. Oh, uh, Ellie. Gracie, who? Gracie Armstrong. Gracie Armstrong, yeah, okay. But we, we're the lowest. And, uh, also. So you need to come watch the basketball game. They're in volleyball now, doing very well. And, uh, me, me and Randy's going to be there to bring you the sideline report. Randy does it. I love to hear y'all. Well, I, I listened to y'all um, back this last softball season. Whenever y'all were um, y'all played Pisgah, and uh, yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, you know, in the softball, Randy he don't get off of work till four o'clock in Birmingham, 
And what's funny is we have it now we're, we're high tech. We just dial it on our phone and push the out button and it goes out over the uh, website and all. And I'll be doing the ball game and Randy won't get there to the third uh, ending, but he listens in his car phone and when we say, who's batting? Well, he tells about them. And uh, one time he walked up and they said, Randy, I heard you up there talking. Are you not up there talking? He said, no, nah, I've been on the car coming up. They didn't know that he was doing it from his car. So, oh, wow. We, yeah, we, we're going pretty good. But uh, you, you work at Walker's part-time. and uh, tell, tell, us, tell us about your uh, podcast. What, what, what's it on? It's on My, uh, the podcast is actually on just about all podcast platforms that amazon apple music um spotify iheart um there's several directories it goes on and that's what um that's why when i we started out i wanted to make sure like people from like other states and stuff i knew you know about the town i grew up in and you know i don't i don't think there was one person from hollyfon back when i lived around there especially 20 years ago that i didn't know right you know i mean you could and the other day, I actually went uh, metal detecting with an old boy, and he started kind of explaining where he lived. And I said, I know exactly what house that is. I spent the <laughs> night over there before. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, you know, Holly Fun's always been, the community is a family, really. There you go. Yeah. It, it, it's great. Uh, we enjoy it. And uh, Holly Pond is a small town. You know, I used to tell everybody, well, the in, uh, city limit signs coming in and going out is on the same post. It's just on a different <laughs> side. You know, it's that small. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, is that why you're not the mayor? Because you're on, you're outside the post. Am, am I what? Because you're outside the post. Is that why you're not the mayor? Yeah, I'm. I, 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 w- I would run for mayor if I was in the town. I don't know if I'd get it or not, but. Uh, you know, it pays seventy-five or a hundred dollars a month, and I can always get a job that don't pay nothing. But when it comes to getting money, somebody else gets the job. Hey, Ron, <laughs> we've we've both got a job that don't pay anything. Oh yeah, but we we have to uh, go for the entertainment and the enjoyment. <laughs> uh, Randy was interviewing uh, all the uh, two guys from Texas A and M. Uh, they have a what, what do they do, Randy? Uh, anyway. Uh, Randy can tell you what they do. They have a, a website, a broadcast thing with the TV. They're pr- pretty high up at Texas A&M. And uh, he said, I can tell you one thing. If you uh, broadcast for five years, he said, you're doing it for the enjoyment. You're not doing it for the money. And I thought, boy, that guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. And Randy does. Randy does, too. Randy uh, gets off of work and gets there now on uh, Friday nights during football game. He's he's always there, but uh, Ellie plays a lot of times in the afternoon, and he's the only man I know that spends 40 hours at work and 40 hours watching his daughter play ball. If uh, they ain't got nothing on Sunday uh, afternoon to play, he carries her to the gym and works out. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's a heck of an athlete, too. She, she is, and uh, Randy sold her truck the other day and gave her a little old Toyota car. Uh, she went to awards day one day, and she had them stacked everywhere. And I said, 
man, you're going to have to buy you another truck to uh, take all your awards home because that's why she drove a truck was to take her awards home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good uh, job with her, didn't I? Yeah. You know, your your great-grandpa, I guess it was, Mr. and Miss Gibbs, they run the store here in Holly Park. Yeah, that was my Those people, for people that don't know it. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, you or your brother, one, Matt, he's got a girl now, hasn't he? Yep, Nadia. Nadia, okay. Anyway, uh, that was the first girl born in the Gibbs family in 65 years. They had yeah, all yeah. boys. Yeah, and Mr. Hyatt, he always made a joke of it. He, he lived up across from me up here when uh, uh, Mr. Gibbs and them run the store. And uh, he said, well, uh, he had five daughters. And he said, I always wanted a boy. He says, I guess the next time uh, uh, my wife comes in, I'm going to have to carry up to a Gibbs to get a boy. <laughs> he was always making a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess I, I I guess these people don't mind me telling jokes about you, Grandpa. He, oh, he was always good. Yeah. When uh, Katie Britt, you know, she's the new senator from Alabama, uh-huh. and uh, her hu- her husband's Wesley Britt. And uh, when she was running for Senate, I was telling her uh, Derb Britt jokes. I don't know if uh, Derb Britt was before your time. That was Tommy and Randy's daddy and Wesley and Justin and them's uh, and Ta- Wesley, Justin and Taylor's grandpa, and uh, the, uh, Derb, he cut hair down downstairs in your daddy's store. But uh, I was telling her some Derb Brit jokes because her stories, because everybody in Holly Pond knows a Derb Brit story, you know. And uh, so, oh, uh, she was laughing. Well, I've seen her two or three more times during the campaign. She'd say, "Hey, come here," and I got my picture too. Another two or three times, she said, tell me another Derb Brett story. I said, oh, okay, I will. And uh, one time we was at the loft, and she come over and she got me. She said, I want you to meet somebody. So she carried me over to meet her sister-in-law, Taylor's uh, wife. And uh, Taylor Brett's wife is a medical doctor here in Coleman. And I didn't even know what where Taylor had win or nothing about it till, till then. But uh, anyway... Herb and your uh, grandpa was big buddies. They have been big friends all their life. So when you tell stories on Holly Pond, you'll you'll know all about it. You know them. Tell stories. Uh, I got a, a my I got a brother uh, seven years younger than me. He, he's sixty nine, and he's got a buddy named Lynn Parker. I don't know if you know. Lynn Parker, his, his uh, ex-wife is Gwen Parker. She works for the bank. And uh, Lynn lives in Florida now. And he come up, and uh, my brother was in the hospital over in Aniana, and he, he come up and he said, I've been telling stories about Ricky and Rojo. If Rojo, hey, Rojean was his name, but we called him Rojo. He says, I tell Ricky's and Rojo stories, and them people says, that can't be true. You know, that's, that's stupid, you know. That, that that ain't right. And he said, yeah, he said, so finally I went and got a picture. Well, he got got a picture of two old hippies with long hair and beard. And they they, they look like something that come out of the mid-70s and uh, about half drunk. And, and a picture of one of them's got his thumb up and all. He said, this is Ricky and Rojo. He said, 
ever since I showed them this picture, says they believe my Ricky and Rojo stories now. <laughs> he, he, he's telling about growing up at Holly Park. You need him on your podcast one time because he can tell jokes. I can't tell jokes, you know. <laughs> now you're pretty good at it. <laughs> I, I, I remember one time I said, you can't tell a joke. I said, I know it. I said, I knew another guy couldn't tell a joke. I said, there's this old guy. He got in jail one time and said, the lights go out at 830 in prison, and they don't let you talk or do nothing, but somebody would yell out 27. Well, the whole prison would just die laughing. And somebody else said, oh, 86. And man, the prison would just die laughing. Well, he asked his buddy, he said, what are they all talking about? He said, well, there's a joke book in the library and says it's 101 jokes and said, everybody reads it and remembers a joke. Said they won't let us talk. But said, then somebody will yell out the number like 72. Man, they all die laughing. And he said, dang, I got to go read that book so that I can get in on the lecture. So he goes down there and he reads a whole 101 jokes and memorizes every one of them. Well, he comes back, somebody yells out, yeah, 44. Well, the whole prison just dies laughing. He thought, I'll get in on this. He yells out, 55. You could have heard a pin drop. Nobody laughed. And he said, 32. Nobody laughed. He said, 101. He said, nobody laughed. He says, he turned to his buddy. He says, do they not know uh, those jokes? He said, Paul said, they know the joke, says it, but some people just don't know how to tell a joke. So, that, that was supposed to be funny. But I, I, I might hardly leave Randy to do all the telling. Randy can tell you about trips that we took. You know George Vines, don't you? Oh, Lord, yeah. Uh, uh, George, uh, we, we'll give him a shout-out. He's in the nursing home at Hansville now, but oh, George went with us over to Oakland one night. Well, <laughs> we, we was all three of us doing things. When George was hollering out, uh, so-and-so, Thompson, or... It was Ron uh, Crumley was Smith who it was. Jones, whoever it was. He, he was naming all these people, and Randy said... George, what are you doing? He said, I says, I'm just telling about him. And he said, George, he said, that guy graduated three years ago. He said, oh, he said, he may have wore 44 at that time, but said, right, he ain't out there. Well, George, give out somebody else. And he said, what's the matter with you, George? He said, he graduated a long time ago. He said, Dad Gummit Randy says, I've been taking cold medicine, <laughs> and I'm just not myself tonight. It was pain medicine was what it was. He drove over, but he didn't get to drive back. No, it was pain medication, <laughs> what it was. But what we what we also did was we stopped. He, it was a drizzling rain going to Oatman, and he was complaining. He was driving Ron's car and complaining about the windshield wipers and kept threatening to go buy Ron some new windshield wipers. Ron was sitting in the back seat, and he was talking about it. it's amazing that somebody they'd let somebody drive their car and they'd complain about it the whole trip so we stopped at a store uh somewhere around jasper and uh anyway we all run in get a cold drink candy bar came back george was a, a little bit later getting back out so we moved the car on the other side of the building and uh he couldn't find it and he come back and he was fussing and then he drove on 
down to Oatman, but he was he was calling out Ron Ron Crumley had one of the best ball games he ever had in his life and never played a down. And uh and it was it was just really funny because you know the whole time we're like you know, when we started talking about pain medication, we're like, We let him drive us down here. What was we thinking? How did we know? But um uh, but they the one thing that was we'll give you a little history of the this started back in the early to mid eighties with uh, Ron and Ray Mosley. Uh at that time they were recording the games on cassette on a cassette player and they would play them back on WKUL. I guess Ron, what was it, about eight or nine in the morning on Saturday morning? Seven thirty on Saturday morning. And that went on for quite a while. Even when even and then they George and let's see then then you had uh see Ray Ray was with you and then Barry Thompson helped a year before yeah. he moved off to, to Jasper and then down South Alabama. And then uh George got to helping and George carried on through um until his kind his health until his health failed him. And um, I'll never forget, Ron kept asking me to join him because I was doing stats for the football team. Rachel and I had just gotten married in 93. And he he was uh, he kept asking me, and he called me and said, hey, why don't you come on with me? And I said, let me let me think about it. Let me talk to talk to Rachel. And, and, and you know, Ron is always going to say, well, you don't have to have your wife's permission to do everything. <laughs> and, but, you know, I was going to talk to And anyway... Rachel told me, said, you know, you're, you're there anyway, you might as well. And, uh, and she said, just how much trouble those two old guys going to get you into on road trips anyway. (laughs) And so it, what she didn't know and what I didn't know was George and Ron believes Ron should have been a Baptist like the rest of us. He believes a meal comes with everything. And so they would go eat, and at that time, Shoney's had the breakfast bar open on Friday nights after the ball games were over. So everybody would show up at. Uh, I think Ron kicked his. I think Ron kicked his. Uh, uh, I, I kicked it on just to see if he yeah. was coming through. Good, and you are. And go ahead. And so, so we would go. We would go eat, but now. Randy, you mm-hmm. agreed with you when you called me and said Jacob's gonna have us on tonight, and I said we just got one rule: don't embarrass Ron Stone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm go, go ahead, there, Randy. Anyway, so so anyway, the, everything was going to eat at the breakfast bar on Friday nights. It was it was multiple schools. It was it was packed. So it got to the point I would invite Rachel, I would say, hey, I'll pick you up after the ball game, we'll go eat. And so we would do that on Friday nights, and uh, that was, it was really, it was really a lot of fun. I want to be honest with you. You know, win or lose, you always look forward to going to eat. And, um, but we would have to drop off the eight track, not the eight track, but the cassettes we carry was I think it took usually took a front and back of two of them to do a ball game, and we would leave those in the flower pot outside the radio station, and they would play them the next morning. And but as college football began to get more and more uh, 
you know, started getting 11 a.m. kicks and you got the pregame show and all that, it it got to the point they would have to start the games and they would be over with before most a lot of people got up. And so we started looking at a new way of doing it, and we got into streaming the games, the audio. And you could record them. And so we we did that. We got in. We were doing that. And basically, it's progressed now to where you know we've got their own website, hollypondbroncos.com. You can listen to the games. They're uploaded as podcast. Our weeknight programming that we do in the fall is uploaded into the podcast. Um, we're also on Friday nights. We're live on 98.3. It's a 250-watt uh, radio station that covers uh, Coleman County and parts of Morgan and Marshall and Blunt. Uh, so it covers our area. And it's really, you know, all this has really been beneficial for our school, our community. And the reason it's so important to them is, like, you've got, so many grandparents in this region format you get home at midnight on these road trips or later last year it was 12 30 getting in from pleasant valley on a thursday night um personally i don't believe kids should be out that late on a weeknight for a ball game um but uh it's you know it it so what we do is really truly good for the people that can't go there's been those that were away during playoff games was listening they would text and uh the best story really of all and uh, uh jacob i'm sure you'll probably remember uh you know you know uh, miss cynthia hawkins uh she was uh been over at holly pond for years yeah yeah, yeah. and her daughter kelsey uh, Kelsey was, we were playing to go to the, uh, in the regionals at Jacksonville. And it was the year that they went to, one of the first years they went back to Birmingham to play in the Final Four. And so we were, we were over there doing the ball game. It was live. And usually playoff games like that, the radio station picks up our feed instead of the state feed because uh, we know the players, we know more about them. And um, so her grandpa lives up in Morgan County, Um, and he was listening. He he took his truck, went up on top of the hill in the pasture, and he was listening to the ball game. And Kelsey had a great night. I mean, really good ball game. We won, and, uh, you know, we got back over to Jacksonville for the second game and uh miss hawkins met us outside the uh, the gym and you could tell she was she was teared up and she come up and hugged us and said she just wanted to thank us and you know we wasn't sure what happened you know we appreciated that people cared and in fact we were able to do it for everyone but what had happened was he had passed away that night but he before he did, he was talking on and on and carrying on about hearing Kelsey play. Yeah. And um, so there's more than, you know, no, we don't get paid for this. This is all volunteer. Yes, we do deduct our mileage. But, you know, we do it for the school, the community, but we do it for those that can't be there. 
that's kind of like our motto. We, you know, we take you to the game. Um, it's we do everything we can to be at most every game possible to bring it to you. There's some of these basketball trips. I got, you know, I got to be honest. I get off work at four o'clock in Birmingham. I can't make a 5:30 ball game if I got a two-hour drive. It's it's not possible. Um, and if you get there in the middle of the girls' game and do just the boys' game, it's not really fair to all the kids. And uh, so, you know, we try to make sure we always do both if, if at all possible. But it's that that's really what it's about. It's those that can't be there, and they get to hear their grandchildren play, their children play. A student gets to be at home and listen to his friends play or someone, you know, you got one in elementary that looks up to one of the high school uh, players and they get to listen to them. And, you know, that's important for them. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, that, um, I don't know, it's just, that's just, you know, some of the things that, you know, it's been really important to everyone. So that's what with uh, COVID, you know, like during the COVID time when nobody was going, that kind of stuff, you know, too. It's an, it's very beneficial, you know, to everyone. That's it. I mean, that's really big of y'all too, too. I mean, taking your time to put into a school and the sport and you know keep people up to date and that kind of i mean that's i know that's got to be a full-time job almost hey we handle it with ease buddy when you enjoy it it's not a job right it's, a, it's an adventure you know like your podcast how you you know how you like to get on there and, uh every once in a while you'll get somebody with good sense on there but the rest of rest of them are straight out out of the cotton patch. They're they're rednecks from a word go. <laughs> oh, but one thing I would like to mention about Kelsey, uh, that's Sam Hawkins, his granddaughter. In case uh, some people are well, the people that's listening on our website knows her. Kelsey was in high school, and when she was in the uh, well, it's 2011. I don't know when she graduated, but she was still playing. In 2011, Javon Daniels, who owns, who I say owns, who, who started uh, caring for kids, him and Judge Cheney did, yeah. uh, the food bank. Well, he was telling me that uh, donations coming off after 2008. I, everybody remembers that's kind of he said our, our donations ain't come back now. He said we are giving out more food than than we got coming in, uh, and uh, he said we give out. Six five uh, tons uh, last year, and they, they anyway they had a, a four hundred plus at the end of the year, which is almost now four hundred pounds plus at the end of the year. Well, I said okay. I said well we'll do it. I said Honey Pond has a, a food drive, so we set up in two thousand and eleven. We was going to uh, go with two thousand and eleven seconds. And we had four goals going. We had the junior girls, the uh, senior girls, the junior boys, the senior boys, and the Holly Pond gym. And we had cans of food there. You could get in with a can of food uh, or, or any kind of donation you wanted to for the uh, food bank. And uh, so we sat down and we were going to have the, the shootout. Well, the rules was uh, you have your rebounders down back there, but you have 
one ball, you have four balls going at one time, and uh, they shoot. Well, when they shoot, you shoot 20 shots or until you miss three in a row. If you miss three in a row, you let the next person take over till you learn how to shoot. Well, Kelsey shot the first time, and she had 18 out of 20. Oh, man, they, they didn't want her to rotate. She was doing so good. But Kelsey was a good ball player. And uh, she, uh, uh, we went to Jacksonville then, and like Randy said, the, the radio station keyed us in. And, uh, but uh, we still had our broadcast going. And uh, when we went over, a uh, man named Greg uh, Sachs, is that his name, Randy? Greg Sachs. Greg Sachs, yeah. Sites. He's the uh, he he done all the setting up back at that time in 2000. He's now the uh, athletic director for Jacksonville, uh, uh, Jacksonville State. State Gamecocks over, and uh, uh, some people call it Addison. This is Jackson, but it's uh, uh, just above Addison. Anyway, he's over there. We had him on there last year, and uh, this year uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, goes to Division One football team, and uh, we didn't get to carry any of our players last year to go over there. But uh, this year we are uh, going to carry some. It's usually in October, but uh, they got Rich Rodriguez for the football coach. Now, for the people that don't know Rich Rodriguez, he turned down the Alabama job, and then they hired Nick Saban which was good for us. But anyway, he, he went back to his alma mater, Michigan. But uh, anyway, so Rich Rodriguez is over now. But they're going to Division One, and that gives us UAB, uh, Alabama, Auburn, uh, Troy, yeah. and South Alabama. South Alabama Division One now, yeah, Andy. they are. Hey, and guys, okay. I just got the text. The football okay. game Friday night has been moved to 8 o'clock for the kickoff. Okay, will, because of the heat? Yes, it will be an 8 o'clock kickoff Friday night at home against Clements. Uh, yeah, that has to, be, has to be agreed on by both schools. The state sent that information out uh, yesterday. And uh, so, yes, it, uh, it'll be 8 o'clock Friday night instead of the normal 7. Uh, it's been hot. Yeah, it's been hot. Them boys from uh, this Clements school, you know, uh, up uh, Clemens is where you go go to Florence and turn left. It's back back out. At, where is it at, Randy? Actually, we went last Well, you go to you go to Athens and take a on sixty five. Take okay. a left, go out to the Elk River, uh, like you're fixing to cross into Lauderdale County, and it's out there on the left. It's a long ways. I can tell you, sure it was. I think so I drove two hours and thirty minutes last year from work to get there. And uh, wow. so it was, it was, it was, and then we come in, and by the time we got to Coleman County, it was coming a storm. Luckily, we missed it during the game. But uh, yeah, is that is that audio? Does that sound a little bit better? Yeah, you're you're okay. coming in a lot loud. Okay, now. yeah, that I, when I was moving some of this, I think I, I accidentally turned that knob down just a little. It's a, it was one. Yeah, of the, I'm able to hear you a lot better now. You know, yeah, you, what y'all was talking about with the um, the 8 o'clock start and that kind of stuff, and he was talking about, you know, Coleman caring for kids. Um, okay. I actually seen today where Holly Pond is going to let K-12 through students in free. Is that correct? Get the ball game? Probably. 
Yeah, I think I, it's all sports. I think they're really looking at doing some stuff like that this year instead of selling selling the passes because they're really uh, they it started it really started last year and year before they were really trying to get a lot of uh, student excitement and everything uh, back you know going and uh, but I think Nate is really trying to take that to another level this year. Uh, they're putting out uh, hot videos, uh, everything. I mean, they're they're really trying to use social media and all to really uh, reach everyone and you know promote the students. Uh, I know today they put out some on using different players, um, and then uh, they also took uh, Ron. I think it was Emery, uh, Hunter. Ellie and someone else to represent the school um, at that leadership uh, thing. Yes, yeah, that leadership thing today. Um, sure. And so, um, well, they got the brains of the class if they got Alien Emery in there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. got for that kind of stuff, Ron. I didn't either. I, t- I tell everybody my. Uh, my worst time of the year was uh, in the eleventh uh, grade English. The two years I spent in there wasn't it was uh, as hard on me as all three years in the tenth grade. So I just I never could pass English. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, but he found a way to stay eligible for football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once you do, you fail the last half. Then the end is bad on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think the teachers were so ready to get rid of me that there was no way they were going to let me fail. I, you know, and I told them some of my best jokes, and they just wouldn't laugh. You know. <laughs> now, Jacob, have you told everyone that uh, that you will uh, you will actually be joining us in the box uh, Friday yep, night? I'll be uh, Friday night. Uh, what time will we start on there? About. Eight o'clock. Yeah, we'll, eight, uh, yeah, well, a couple of minutes before, eight, ten yeah. minutes before. Okay. We'll so probably be on 98.3. Yeah. And, and uh, need to tune in, listen to the Broncos. I, I, uh, I have a feeling that Holly Farm's going to show out this year. Yeah. Well, now, uh, it's also 98.3 is a radio station we're on here in Coleman, but uh-huh. – uh, it's also on hollypondbroncos.com, and you can listen at it all over the world in some parts of Blunt County. So. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm really how y'all, uh, how y'all prepare and all that kind of stuff. Because it's always been neat to me, like listening to y'all, knowing like the players from the other teams and who's good, who's to watch out for, and um, that's pretty impressive. Well, uh, how do you prepare, Ron? <laughs> me? I, I, just whatever Randy Randy brings in the roster, do that, and he goes over it with me to tell me how to pronounce the name. Because you know we got a lot of uh, Spanish people. Yeah. yeah, and I can't pronounce their name. You know, who knows that J E S U S is Jesus around here, but in Mexico that's Jose. Yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> It reminds me of the joke about the guy who went to California, and uh, he, he gets out there, and uh, he says, where are you going? He said, I'm headed down to San Jose. 
He said, San Jose. Oh, said, you mean San Jose? Said, out here says the J's are pronounced like a uh, H. He said, oh, he said, how long you been out here? He said, I got here the end of Hoon and the first of Hula. <laughs> oh, but I was going to tell you, Jacob, uh, when we shot the, the ball, uh, I was telling you about uh, the little Hawkins girl. But yeah. uh, anyway, we had 2,011 seconds because it was in 2011. We shot 2,936 goals during that time. Them people was shooting that thing through there and whirling that ball back to them. And uh, they didn't miss that many. They they, they had all practice it for us. And so we uh, gave uh, 2,936 pounds of food plus. we I don't know how much was sitting on the counter out there. Cause we had people that would buy. They would pay a dollar per seven pounds of food. You know, they buy it from the USDA. And right. So they done that. And, uh, you know, while we're mentioning it, if you got any listeners in California, we want to. Well, uh, you know, they're having floods out there in California, Nevada, and all that. And it's it's not funny. It's it's really raining out there. But it reminds me of the old guy who went to West Texas. And he he got out there, and he looked around, and he said, my gosh, said that, that creek bank over there says it's just dry as a bone, all cracked open. He said, man, said, the rivers is dried up, and everything looks pitiful out here. So all you got is cactuses growing. He said, don't y'all ever get any rain out here? And he said, oh, yeah, we get a lot of rain out here in West Texas. He said, we get eight inches a year. He said, eight inches? says, that ain't nothing. He said, I'm from Holly Pond, Alabama, and said, uh, we get 45 to 50 inches a year of rain. He said, eight inches ain't nothing. He said, that old Texan looked at him, and he said, man, he said, if you think eight inches of rain ain't much, he said, you ought to be here the day it comes. So, I can tell you. Hey, hey, I, I can never, tell I you this, the, Ron. Jacob, hey, they'll they'll ban you from Spyfire, whatever you're on. <laughs> you know, uh, from, yeah. hey, Ron's prepar- Ron's preparation is two or three hot dogs, a cold drink, and a bag of peanuts. That's <laughs> that's his preparation before a ball game. <laughs> Uh, now, well, but now, in all honesty, the concession stand and only get one item and <laughs> yeah. drink. What would it be? What's the best? The hot dog, the nachos, the popcorn, the peanuts, boiled or parched. As a matter of fact, I'm the only man you know that can broadcast a ball game and eat uh, boiled peanuts on one side and parched peanuts on the other. <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. that Friday night. Yeah. Well, now, hey, of course, uh, it ain't a good ball game if you can't eat six hot dogs. You know, <laughs> it's just, that's just not a good ball game. And so, if you come up, you know, the new man on the crew gets to buy everybody's meal at the ball game, and then he gets to buy it at the restaurant when we leave. And if, you play, and if it's a if it's eight eight o'clock start, we got time to go to the Golden Corral and eat before we start that game. <laughs> thank, thank God I get paid on Fridays for if I'm gonna have yeah. to buy a meal for a man to eat six hot dogs and boiled peanuts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I hope you get paid a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy will be bashful. He he won't eat, but 
and twelve dollars worth. Yeah, he'll take it easy on you, you guys. But hey, think of all the training you get. Now, I knew everything that I knew when I started broadcasting. I ain't got any smarter than I was the day I come. I remember old Terry Hawkum. I don't know if you know Terry Hawkum or not. He, he he graduated in '64 before me, and uh, he moved across the road from me. Oh, 80s, 90s, whatever it was, he, he, he moved across the road from me. And I said, uh, Terry, won't you go to the ball game with me, bro? Yeah, he said, oh, man, I said, I can't do nothing. He said, I don't know nothing about it. He said, I'd be so embarrassed. I said, them people can't see you. I said, as a matter of fact, if you'll go to the ball game with me, I said, you won't be up there doing a half minutes, and you'll realize you're the smartest one on the crew. And he said, okay, I'll go. He went, well, about half of the ball game, he looked at me, and I was talk, talking, you know. He said, you know something, Stone? He said, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking. And he said, I even put my thinking cap on. And I said, there's no young one. He said, well, I do. He said, but I still can't think of nothing to say as stupid as what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I treated him to up. He, he went a couple more times with me and uh, made it out, but he uh, he enjoyed it when he did go. Yeah. But now, I mean, you were talking about preparation. Uh, now, it's hard to do it going into this first game. There's no video. You have to go off what you have from last year. Uh, you know, uh, from last year's game. But usually during the season, um, I'll watch uh, video – of huddle of our team's breakdown. Uh, I'll watch the sets, the formations, uh, the key players, who gets the ball where, uh, who there does the quarterback roll right the majority of the time. If he has to scramble, does he go right, does he go left, you know, when the play breaks down. So usually I'll watch stuff like that and key in on the main players, and you can kind of anticipate what's going to happen down the field um it's it's a lot harder going in this first game like you know everyone had their jamborees last week everybody blacked out the video you can't see it so you're it'll take you about a quarter to really uh get the names down to where you're not even looking at the rosters you're just you're calling them as they as they uh uh you know as the play develops but it it will take about a quarter of this first one. Now after that, you know it's a breeze. Uh, but this this first one will be a little more difficult. Now, you you'll be a professional by the end of the second quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'll probably be like you, Ron, where I'll have a hard time remembering names and um, how to pronounce. <laughs> well, if you sit, if you got a number out there and you ain't got no name on it. We call that an Elvis sighting. So sometimes we'll have two or three Elvises per game. But uh, don't worry. Don't make up one. Hey, they can, them people can't see what you're doing. And they're like, boy, he's a genius. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I've printed out I've, – I've got the rosters printed out. Ron, I figured out a way to print off of those websites by doing a highlight and print selection. Uh, the problem is on Clements's they do not have numbers by all their players, uh, so we're probably going to have to do some 
scrambling when we get there to uh, to find out, you know, what what the numbers are for uh, jersey numbers are for them. And uh, but I've got that. I've got the band members printed. I've got the the cheerleaders roster printed. I've got all the commercials printed. Uh, while you're eating in the third, Jacob gets to show off his uh, his uh, English skills that he learned in high school, and maybe read maybe read one. Uh, and you think you think he took English from Miss Smith and got straight? I did. I took from Miss Smith and Miss Brian. Oh, I hear you, boy. You ought to be a genius. Hey, right now they're going. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guarantee you they did not want me to mention their names on here if they're going to listen to me. <laughs> well, hey, it's funny you mentioned Miss Bryan. You know, me and her husband went to school together at Baileyton. We've been friends all the way and church together before that. Uh, Barty, yeah, he was a principal. All. He, he does real well. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That, I've always, you know, like – especially my daughter now in school. Yeah. I tell her all the time, I'm like, I loved school. I did. I loved <laughs> I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at it by no means, but I loved it. You know, I did I did love going to school. I I feel like we were, you know, people too, like at Holly Pop, we were all close-knit. It didn't matter if you rode a skateboard or if you were a bull rider. Everybody yeah. was, you know, that. And, and still to this day, you know, I still talk to a lot of people that I went to school with, you know. Well, you know, you uh, got to introduce us one Veterans Day. You may remember it was down on a football field. Yeah. And when you got to Bartee, you said, here's a man just carry M-16 machine gun. And Bartee, he is in the Marine Corps. You, you was giving him, and, you know, he was proud of it, but I think he got embarrassed before you got through with him. <laughs> yeah. And he ain't easy embarrassed. That's why that's why he wanted to paddle me so bad for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one time, oh, uh, Barty, he, he, he had this old boy, and he was an outsider, and I thank the world of him. And uh, anyway, him and his daddy come to the office for. So we had a, a beeper back then, and Felisa uh, beat me and said, "You got somebody in here to see you." So I come in and I said. Who and uh, so it, it was Morgan Guffey. It, it, it isn't. Well, Keith was mad because Morgan was going. He's it's going to take him to Fairview because uh, he didn't think he was getting cheated right. Well, anyway, so we go in there and see Marte, and uh, they get everything set. Scotty uh, Adams was the coach at that time. Anyway, he comes in. He said, well, I've been praying for him. And Keith said, look at his legs. He said, you're using him for a tackling dummy. He said, he's one of the best out there. And Morgan was good. Morgan was yeah. good as gold. All of them were good. Frasers, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, and uh, yeah, Keith is mad. He said, I'm going to share in Fairview where they'll appreciate him. And Bart, he said, no, nah, you don't. Anyway, he, he said, oh, what? He said, uh, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to let Morgan get back in school. And, uh, oh, he said, he come in here and got his blue cards. As he said, if he carried his blue card up there, he's like sticking it in there and put him back in. There. He said, okay. And I thought, boy, are they all happy. And 
Well, as soon, as soon as we got through, old Barty said, I got to go do something about the cheerleaders wanting to build a three-high pyramid. They could only go two or something by state law. Anyway, they're in there arguing, and old uh, uh, Barty says, ah, if everybody's happy, well, I go out there and tell uh, uh, Miss Easterwood, I think, was the secretary then. And I said, he, he needs to go back in class now. And uh, so... Morgan went on. When I went back in there, Mark, he said, well, if everybody's happy, I'm going to say the cheerleader. And she said, I ain't happy. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> man, me, me and Scotty are leaving. You know, go. But anyway, Mark, he said, don't never bring nobody up. Mark's mad at me. I said, well, everybody's mad at you, man. There ain't no reason not to bring them in there. Yeah, but Bart, Bart, he a hot-headed, so was Keith. But they got it worked out. And Morgan, later on, uh, Alpha has the Bryant Jordan Scholarship Award. Well, uh, the little King boy, Jordan King, he's, uh, oh, yeah. he's the uh, trainer now. Jordan was getting a $1,500 scholarship, and uh, Alpha sponsors it, so... They give you as many tickets. And I asked Morgan, I said, Morgan, you want to go with me and uh, see uh, Jordan gets a scholarship? He said, yeah, I sure do. Well, I picked him up, and we get down there. Well, when we sat down, uh, this man and woman there, and there's uh, me and Morgan and uh, the man and woman's daughter. And they said, our uh, daughter is uh, getting a scholarship up here today in uh, said basketball scholarship. Well, Morgan, boy, he was just a talking to that little old girl like oh, she was in the tenth grade. And uh, anyway, when when was talking, Morgan was going wild. I said, "You making pretty good time with that girl, ain't you?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah, I sure am." Well, when the sister come out there and got her award, she had to be six foot ten or six foot. She was a big old tall girl. I could see why she was getting a scholarship. Well, when we started clapping and stood up. That girl beside of Morgan stood up, and she, she was about three or four inches taller than Morgan. <laughs> oh, Morgan looked up at her. Well, when we sat back down, he punched me and said, Do you see how tall that girl is? <laughs> yeah, it turned Morgan off. We was laughing. I was telling Jordan about it when we, when we left. We was outside talking. I said, Morgan thought he found him a girlfriend until she was bigger than him. I said, it embarrassed him. But, yeah, Morgan, he, he, he went from a Romeo talking like I'll get out to shut up. It, I don't think he said that much to her the rest of the uh, night. Yeah. But Morgan is one of my favorite people who's ever graduated there. I yeah, got a, I got a question for you, Jacob. You know him and, yeah. and, and, and Jordan, too. Uh, Jordan, Jordan's daddy, uh, Randy King, and uh, Karen Heisser. Yeah. Which one was it? One of the Kings won. Was he the national hoop shoot, hoop shoot champion? Uh, Jerry? You know, uh, let's see. Randy, who was with Cameron? Uh, oh, it was uh, Colin Brown uh, and uh, Cameron. I don't, I don't know about one of the Kings, but Colin Brown, who is a senior this year, and ain't he a senior this year, he Randy? Is, he is. Uh, him and uh, Cameron Tankersley, uh, when they was all in the fourth grade, they won the uh, hoop shoot contest, and they went to Atlanta for the southeastern region, and they both got over, and they got beat out, and both of them got 23 out of 25. 
in uh, Cameron's still good, but I think she was as good in the fourth grade as you could ever get. She, you know, I mean, you know, she she done it. Uh, uh, I believe she was better then than she is now because I don't know if she could get twenty three out of twenty five. But at that time, her and uh, uh, Colin Brown was they they was hitting those free throws like all get out. I do got a question for uh, you. I remember, I, I know it was one of the keys. I think it was Jared, actually. Was um, He made it to Nationals? Or? He, he could have, because yeah. Jared was, uh, oh, he, he run the high hurdles, didn't he, Randy? He, he was you, uh, you're uh, thinking, in the track and field. He was you're talking about Jordan. You? Get out. You're talking about Jordan. Jordan was one Jordan, of the so Yeah, Jordan. Uh, okay, maybe Jared was, was when it shot, but uh, Jordan was, Run track, done high hurdles, done real good. Jordan, yeah. I think. Was Jordan the quarterback? All boys were really good athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, hey, they, they were. Now, Randy was a good athlete. You know, he, he got all the awards in school, and I got. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking uh, about me. Well, if you look back in my annual in 65, that's a long day. You had to go to the elementary library to get that, and it's so old. And uh, it's got. Uh, uh, Tucker's my nickname, and there's a picture in there leaned up against the old gym that says, come on, Tucker, tell a lady another joke, because I was always telling them women jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what uh, will make us have jokes, because I ain't got the looks. Well, <laughs> well that goes for I Ron, too. Baseball game, and uh, Mark Bell was uh, coaching, and Michelle was running a concession stand down there. Well, she called me a day or two after I'd done the ball game. She said, I found out where you get all them stupid sayings. I said, why? She said, you left your uh, joke book up in the uh, press box. It says, it says 365 days of bathroom jokes. And I bought it because, you know, every once in a while you need something to hip you along with. And, oh, yeah. uh, I, so I got it. Of course, you, you don't need nothing like that, Jacob. <laughs> Lord, I do too. You, yeah, you you got it already, but yeah. And, hey, uh, I, Randy. Yeah, I got a question for Jacob. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, first, I want you to tell us the first time you ever went over to Terry's house to pick her up. Oh, the first time I went to Terry's to pick Whitney up. Yeah. And, oh, man. and how did funny. and how did you ask her out? Backyard Burger, actually. We went to um, Backyard Burger in Coleman. Is that still there? The one that was the... no, actually, no, they 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 sold all yeah. those back. There's not whoever owned the backyards end up having to sell all of them, and they closed okay. down because he had Athens, Coleman, and someplace else. But I love those. Very yeah. very wasn't too rough on me. Well. You know something? What kind of man carries his girlfriend on a date to Backyard Burger when he can care to uh, CF Pins or uh, what's that other one over there? Uh, Busy B. You get the the what? Busy B. Busy B. Busy B. Yeah, Busy B. And get a get a Busy B Deluxe. I was I always could, uh, I, hey, and I'm Gary Gibson's son now, so I'm pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to, you know, Ricky and all of the others got all the money in the family. <laughs> Gary just had to scratch out what he could, you know. Yeah, I, I think I, 
about the backyard burger. I told her she had to pick off the dollar menu, but she could get two items. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Yeah. No, nothing like a cheap date. That's right. We were talking about Scott um, Adams earlier. And um, I played, I actually was the last football team that played for Mickefelder in the mm-hmm. first year of Coach Adams. And uh, I'm going to tell y'all, Coach Adams could get so mad he'd have steam rolling out of his ears. And that <laughs> never say a cuss word. Um, I was always impressed with that because there was a couple of times that we really got ripped off, you know, and, and he was mad. And he would say everything in the book but a cuss word. Hey, I can I can vouch for the fact he could get mad because – I'll never forget in a basketball game, he hit me with a great pass, and I didn't I didn't finish the shot. Uh, I was anticipating drawing the contact and the foul and uh, didn't get the call. And he walked over to me, looked me straight in the eyes. He said, when I give you that ball, you finish the shot. And he walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I never missed another one ever again in my life. But, uh, but he, yeah, he could, he could get upset, and he was straight to the point. But he, here's the thing about him, though, really. Everyone that played with him, that played, that played for him, yes, he would get on you. But here's the thing. They all knew he cared about them. And that was the important thing. They all knew he cared about them. Um, and not only did he, when he coached the girls' teams, not only was he their coach, their friend, when they got married, he was at their wedding. I mean, that's that was Scotty. And um, that was, uh, uh, like I said, when you got that much of a connection with your players, you can take... A good team and make them great, and you can take an average team and make them good, because um, you know he just he he had that he had that you know caring ability with the kids, and that's what I would love to see more and more in all the schools is someone that truly cares about kids, and they want to see what's best for them. And I think that's, you know, I'm not saying that's not always the case. I'm saying there is times that that is missing. Uh, yeah. And uh, that that's extremely important. And, uh, you know, like I said, we were blessed to have him at our school as long as we did. And, you know, now he's uh, helping Drew um, as Drew's coaching. But, it, you know, like I said, it's just that's. That was, you know, we were just extremely fortunate. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Coach Adams, he was. Uh, which all my coaches, I mean, honest to goodness, I could not name one bad. I mean, like, we, they were all good people. And, and you know, a lot of times, too, uh, kids and stuff that are in school, sports sometimes is their gateway. And sometimes a football coach can be the person that makes the impact on their life, you know. You never know yeah. these days and times where kids are going home to and, you know, different things like that. Well, I can think of multiple ones that uh, uh, have played ball. You know, I'm not going to call out any names or anything, but 
Uh, I, you know, their coaches had a huge impact on them. Um, and it's, you know, they they become like a uh, second father figure. And, uh, you know, when when it's uh, when when the, when they really do it the right way. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, the coaches are very good mentors for sure. And then the ones I have were definitely good mentors too. That's why you know, they try to keep us in line. They they'd come through there and go through our vehicles looking for cigarettes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, our legs, our legs surely. Uh, Told it because we did a lot of running over them finding anything they found. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this: wow. What would you, what would, if you want to ask us something about Friday nights? All right, here's the here's the plan. Uh, since the game times changed, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll be up there pretty early because I'm not, I don't go home on Friday nights. I'm usually there before five thirty, usually about five twenty, but. Being as they back the game up an hour, I'll probably grab a sandwich on the way up, um, and then just plan on meeting meeting you there somewhere towards uh, six. Uh, we'll set up the equipment, uh, and then uh, we'll go over some stuff in the packets. Once the players go on the field, we'll go down. I'll take you with me down on the field. Uh, Carry your bring you a clipboard. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna need a clipboard and a pen or a pencil, whatever you want to write with. Right. And um, you know we'll go down. We'll look at the formations. We'll make sure that who's lining up where. Anything changed? You know, are we in a base four? We're we in a base three. Um, you know, and look at and look at the offensive formations. Um, and then once we've got that part down, we'll go back up and we'll start looking at Clements' formations. And we'll look at their key players, see if anything's changed. I can tell you number six is going to get the football. Gilbert's going to get the football. He's going to be the fastest kid on the field, both both yeah. squads. Uh, if I'm kicking, it ain't going to him. Um, and uh, it's uh, – but that's that's some things we will do. And then we'll have a little bit of a break and down period before everything everything gets starts and uh, um, you know anything you want to go over questions you might have um, you'll um, I'll lead in uh, give a one line commercials you'll see all this in the packets that I've printed up for you um, we'll lead in there'll be the devotional they'll they'll be um, uh, the national anthem. We'll pause during those. We'll pick back up right before the kickoff. Uh, we'll probably have you spot who wins the toss and uh, and who's going to, you know, take the football first. And uh, we'll throw it to you and tell you can tell us, uh, you know, who won the toss, who'll get the ball. And when you and when you see me point at Ron, that'll be for Ron to do the read-in live commercials um and then we will also um we'll also go over um 
and if you see me start weaving my wagging my finger when during a timeout ron will tend to watch what's going on at the timeout and forget to do the commercial so see, when you see me uh move my finger around in a circle that's to get ron's attention oh yeah i got to read the commercial <laughs> and but anyway that'll be the format for friday and i know ron will go grab a bite to eat uh if he's eating uh we'll let you just listen to how we go through uh i'll do the offense ron will talk about who makes a stop when you come in while ron while ron's on about his uh somewhere between his third and fourth hot dog um I will give the play. I will pause for just a couple. I'll pause for a second or two. You will mention who come in on the stop. If you see something in the defensive formation, maybe they've they've shifted over from a four three to a five two, um, or did you see them jump to a three three or three five, and just kind of mention what you're seeing. And then the next play, I'll kick it as they go back to formation after breaking the huddle. I will describe what formation they're in, the motion. Do they have uh, two receiver? Usually, we try not to get real complicated. If it's a if it's a two by two form format, we'll go. I'll say two receivers right, two receivers left, and then I'll say motion left to right or right to left, whichever way they're going, and out of the uh, receivers and. Um, We'll describe it that way. I'm not going to say too much about the jet sweep. I will say, I may say a sweep, which is referring to a jet sweep. But, you know, there's a lot of people that's listening home that, you know, we're just going to, we want to break down the game to where they can visualize it in their mind. They can see the play happening. They see the formation as we describe it. And they they see the man making the stop as you and Ron make the call who's making the stop. Um, we we won't try to get it too overly complicated uh, because you know whether you're in the second grade, third grade, or you're the grandparent at home, you know they're not too worried. Okay, are we doing a waggle? Are we doing? Uh, you know, yeah, we're gonna say okay. They they brought the receiver ten yards deep on a little crossing pattern square. Uh, we'll we'll make it to where it's easy to understand and easy to see because there's there's no need in making it too overly complicated to where someone's like okay now what was he saying um, but uh, that's basically the way the format of what we will do and you, you're gonna get to be a part of it I mean this is this is your night this is your you get to tell everybody on your podcast to listen to you uh, and um, I know that Jacob Whitehead's going to tune in because you made him who he is today. And uh, <laughs> it was Josh. Josh, yeah, yeah Josh. Yeah, jo- Josh is the one I used to run over all the time. And uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I when I remember you didn't get to run over him too many times. <laughs> I was tough, tough as a pine knot. Hey, Jacob, if you want to, you can't confuse Randy. He knows everything. Everything that's going on, you can say, Randy, they lined up in a four-four-two zone, and Randy will tell you, they ain't no four-four-two zone. There's eleven players out there find the other one missing. <laughs> It'd be a five-four-two <laughs> or something. Hey, he'll correct you. <laughs> Man, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I just say that to confuse him, but you can't confuse him. Hey, you know? let me tell you what's really funny. What Ron didn't tell you was on one of the stories. Now, when George was doing the games, George would get real serious during the ball games. Now, but George loved kids. Oh, my goodness. I got to tell you, when Ellie was born, Ron and George were two of the first people at the hospital. They were. And, uh, and all they... And, you know, like I said, that meant everything for George when Ellie was born. And, um, but we're, we had done a playoff game for the radio station down at Lineville, and it was so foggy coming back. And we're coming, we're coming across Cheeha Mountain, headed over to Oxford to eat after the game. And so George is driving, oh, the rest of us are praying as we go through the fog and knowing we're on the side of the mountain. And we get to Oxford and eat, and Ron said, now, I'm going to drive the rest of the way, but i got a meeting in the morning. So what we're going to do is I'm going to stop and get gas, and you can have it the rest of the way. What Ron does, we get in the vehicle, and Ron gets in the driver's seat, goes out of the parking lot to the gas station right beside where we're eating, fills up with gas and said, all right, your turn. Now, I'm a young kid, still have not driven from Oxford back to Holly Pond, especially when it's so foggy, you cannot see 10 foot in front of you. So if you're coming out of Anniston, you know, you got 21 and 431. Now, you can't see the sign, and I didn't know. I just, I was just trying to go straight. So I stayed straight, and we ended up on 21. Well, they wake up as we get to Jacksonville State. And, and they said, where are we at? And I said, we're at Jacksonville State. And he said, we're on the wrong road. <laughs> so we had to hit 102 and cut back across to 431. And then I have still had I still had to drive the rest rest of the way here. I think we got home. Jeez, what was it like two thirty in the morning or better, something like that. But yeah, we we took the scenic route, but you couldn't see very much because of all the fog. That that was my first visit to JSU. <laughs> but uh, but that and then George, like I said, George would take everything so serious, but we would. George would get fired up because I would talk. I would mention something about softball during the ball game. So George is talking. You know, Pat. You know, got the quarterback, and so you know, the receiver is making some great catches. I said, "Man, that guy's probably a really good softball or baseball player too." Why don't you look at the hands the way he is? And George would turn around and give you that that dirty look. Just shut up. This ain't softball season. And. But we would have so much fun out of him. And I think, in all honesty, he really enjoyed it, too. The fact that, you know, somebody picked back at him because he really enjoyed it. But, George, if anyone, you know, like I said, you know, George is not able to do the games now. But the one thing that everybody needs to know, first of all, he would, George would never have been able to be, a, be an official. We uh, brought him a striped shirt one night just to aggravate the daylight side of him. But it, but George cared about our kids. 
If everybody remembers one thing, George cared about her kids. And, um, you know, that's that's something to always remember. That's what, uh, when Ron said that earlier, that was, that was a really good point. Whenever I said that's almost like a second job, you know, or like a job, and he said, no, it's, it's not, not when you have fun. You know, and that's, that's good. I mean, doing something you love and helping everybody, yeah, it is. That's all, that's awesome. Well, guys. Yeah, Randy's always talking about when George would go with us. George is always getting on my case. One time he was driving and we stopped at this place. Well, it took me 28 minutes to use a bathroom. <laughs> and all I had to do was pee. And George is just a fussing. When I got out, what's wrong with you? I said, well, I, he said, it don't take that long. I said, it didn't take that long. I said, but somebody dropped a dime in the urinal, and I had to wear out two sticks trying to get it out. <laughs> it's just a fuss at me. He's always doing something. <laughs> he fussed you more. He fussed you more when you told him there was a quarter and you needed him to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Jacob, maybe you'll get to go with us <laughs> and, uh, to some something somewhere sometime. You you get to go. But Randy mostly he goes in his car because by the time he gets off of work, I can then be there. Yeah, and, I just go straight and, and there. And be waiting on him. I don't have it set up. I let Randy do the setting up so it'll so it'll be right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 You do. You um. You just gotta go and make sure that everything's working. The concession stand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> concession stand and the restaurants. You know. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you a funny story real quick before we have to go. But, um, talk about Scott Adams and talking about Josh Wyatt. Um, mm-hmm. it was the last practice of the year, and we were actually sitting at the lunchroom, and we got to thinking about how funny it'd be if. Because a lot of times I ran tailback against the first defense. Like we didn't have the cornerbacks or wide receivers in. You know, we didn't have a whole lot. We didn't have enough players really. And um, Coach Adams would run quarterback. So he, um, we got this big thing planned up. So I was just going to point to whatever hole I was running, and nobody was going to block on the line, and Josh was going to come through there and get me. Right, and we, and I was going to act like it knocked me out. And we did. <laughs> so Josh, when I pointed, you know, with them Wyatt boys, now they put a helmet on. Now you better be ready. And uh, I'll never forget, I pointed. And uh, the linemen, everybody knew, everybody was in on it. And oh, Josh come through the line so hard. About the time Coach Adams handed that ball off to me, Whitehead had already hit me. And I, I fell on my back, and it was it was magical. It it knocked the chin strap off. My helmet was out my nose. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Coach Adams actually shook me for about 30 seconds before we all started laughing. <laughs> and he said, don't do that. He said, do not do that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty classic. Yeah, it was funny. But, yeah, I think we about gave him a heart attack in the middle of it. So, <laughs> Jacob, you mentioned uh, Coach Adams taking over after Coach Bickefeller did. Well, mm-hmm. I was on the school board, so when we called Coach Adams in there, uh, 
Marty and Mr. Lace. Well, some of the parents and all said they want Scotty to take over, but said if if uh, uh, Mark Cornelius wants it, we're going to give it to him because Mark has been there for years and been assistant now. Oh, yeah. Well, when when we come in there, well, we interviewed Mark first, and uh, he, he sat down and, and they said, we're here to talk about the football program, how it's going, what, are, what you'd like to be done and all that. And Mark said, I can tell you one thing, y'all stupid if you don't hire Scotty Adams to coach this team. He said, he's the best you can get. He said, that's who I want to be working with. <laughs> I said, man, that that was a quick thing. Well, we went ahead and interviewed him, and finally when we hired Scotty, uh, Scotty was the first uh coach that we had had that had a school board member and a principal that had played football before. All the rest, uh, you know, uh, we they had, uh, didn't have it when the rest of us played. And because uh, I was there, I was there the second season, but it was the first season of, uh, but, but anyway, and it shows on the board out there at the field house, uh, that's, that was 2001, and I think we went to the playoffs. Scotty talked four of coach five years. I think four of them he got into the state playoffs, and uh, it, it yeah. shows if you got the backing of the principal and the school board member, you can do real good. And then uh, I don't know if we've had that since. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for Nate. You know, I played with Nate. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Nate is good as gold. He's eat up. He's eat up with school spirit. Now I'll tell you that nobody's going to be a bigger Holly Farm fan than him. I'm telling you, like he. Well, I mean, it, of course he's going to be because he went to school there. But I'm talking about like Nate is. He's all in. You know. Oh yeah. When when we had the 40 year reunion, we played Douglas and Coach Thomas come back that night. We'd give him a couple of awards and all before the game started. Uh, anyway, he he was up there in the booth and. Uh, we kicked off to Douglas. Well, man, that guy caught it. He run sideways up, down, jumped over everything. He, he scored a touchdown right off the bat. Coach Thomas looked at me and he said, boy, it's going to be a long night. But Nate come through. Nate scored a couple of touchdowns and he kicked the field goals and scored an extra point. Nate, Nate it was a Nate Air show after that. But we wound up beating Douglas 40 to 6 or whatever it was. But anyway, I remember Coach Thomas looking at me and said, boy, this is going to be a long night for Holly Pond. But it it didn't turn out that way. Well, I know you were saying we got to go. Usually we, we run an hour. Of course, we can run as long as we want to, but uh, I don't know how long your uh, podcast runs. But well, it, it runs a yeah. while. Hey, um, yeah, but see, I, Jacob I, I, and I got – Go ahead. I'm sorry. See, Ron, Jacob might have to get up and go to work in the morning. You get to sleep until 10 o'clock, so which makes hey, a lot of difference. I, I don't know. Jacob, are you still selling uh, – uh, I'm, I'm equipment for your daddy, or did you go back to Walker's? I'm at the door shop. Okay, well, your daddy told me the other day, he said, uh, he just come down there, but said they wanted him back, and said they're going to pay him. So I said, I reckon he's going back. Uh, uh, let me tell you this before we go, because uh, on our podcast, hollypondbroncos.com, uh, look under podcast when you go up there, and you'll go down and see uh, a couple of people. Nate Ayers 
We interviewed him to start out this season on the around the pond, it's called. You'll see where we interviewed Nate, and he talks about coming back to school. The other one I want you to hear is down there, it says, I interviewed with Keith Morehouse. Now, I don't know if you know who Keith Morehouse is or not, but in 1969, there was a, a We Are Marshall is the name of the movie. Most people that play football have seen it. It's about Marshall. The plane crash hit. Uh, I mean, the plane crashed. It was carrying the team. And there was only like three lived. They was sick or home or something. And uh, it killed all the coaches but a couple of recruiting coaches and all. Well, Keith Morehouse was nine years old when that happened. His father was a broadcaster for uh, uh, University of Marshall or Marshall University, Albers listed. And he was nine years old. They show it's not him in the film, but they show a nine-year-old boy in there where his father was a broadcaster. And so uh, that's been 50 years ago. Now he's 50-something years old. But anyway, he grew up. And he became the voice, uh, uh, broadcast voice for Marshall University for a number of years. He, he runs and manages a TV station and all now. A media, he went to college to be a, some kind of communications or media, media director. Anyway, Keith Morehouse is that little nine-year-old boy lost his ditty. But in there, uh, he talks about when he was a senior in high school, he went to one of these senior events like Emory and uh, Billy's been on this week, and uh, he uh, saw uh, there's a girl there, and he recognized her last name as one of the ones that they give tribute to. It was the medical doctor on there that he had died in the plane crash along with his daddy. She said, yeah, that was my daddy. said he was a medical doctor for the team and said my mother was on there too. So he had lost one parent. She had lost both. But anyway... Uh, when he met her there, they went later on, got married, and got three or four kids. But the uh, interview is uh, uh, Keith Morehouse. And uh, if everybody that listens to your podcast needs to go back and listen at it, because We Are Marshall is the name of the uh, movie, and it's about the football team at, uh, at Marshall University. They are now Division One school in West Virginia. But uh, go back and listen to it. And, Jacob, you would enjoy listening to it. Uh, along with Nate, we've, we've got a number of podcasts, which this one will be on there, too. So uh, go back and listen at them. And I, I know we helped you up. Uh, usually no, we do an hour program. Actually, yeah. I normally go as far as we can, or I go as long as we want to. But mm-hmm. my wife has just taken off of my son to the emergency room over a spider bite. Oh, so, well, Randy, you got to get up in the morning, and, and we'll see you on uh, uh, at the right. ball game. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm up. Uh, I'm glad y'all uh, came on tonight, man. It's this has been a good time. Well, invite us back sometime. We'll tell you about growing up in the country. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. It. I will for sure. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. It's been a good one. All right. Well, we appreciate you having us on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking to you. I'll, I'll be talking to you on Friday, and we'll uh, we'll get some, we'll get some times down. Okay. Sounds see good. You, see you later. Friday, hollypondbroncos.com or uh, 98.3. Yeah, 98.3, praise yeah. FM. Yeah, so, well, all right, fellas, I appreciate y'all. All right. All right, see you later. All right, see you, fam.